We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, picked the wrong overlay. What's up, everyone? It's the Backliners <laughs> Podcast. What is going on, dude? My brain is already melted. This is going to be an episode, Vera. I am... No, uh, who knows what this episode is going to be like. I am tired. It was a long week. My brain uh-huh. is completely rotted. And for a story and for reasons that you will find out very shortly, uh dear listener, <laughs> um it has been incredibly dear, difficult to stay mentally focused. Uh dear poor listeners about to hear this story. Yeah, I would like Okay, let's just start off with the story. Okay, let's start off with it and then that way we can we can stay locked in and talk SPL after that. I would like to warn the audience now that the story you're about to hear is number one, true, unfortunately for me. Number two, very PG-13 and not child appropriate. Yeah, so if you're a child, if you're that 14-year-old from last stream, (laughs) you're barely old enough on the... You're on the line here, so maybe, you know, maybe you... Yeah, just make sure, you know, like... Make sure you better that... be a mature fourteen-year-old, okay? Barry, you eating a banana during this story is particularly <laughs> funny, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, I just got home from the gym. I don't have time to shower or anything, and I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it, shall we, chat? So, uh, our event starts um, on Tuesday, and I wake up Tuesday morning excited for placements to start. Um, excited for the event to, to kick off and you know, I'm feeling a little bit, uh, God, why am I telling the story to this podcast? Uh, I'm, I, I, I wake up and I'm a little, yeah, I don't uh, know what details you're going to yeah, give. Or I don't know. I'm giving too much already, man. I'm giving too much already. This is a, this is a huge mistake. I'll bet you Aaron from prediction is sitting there. Like, what is he about to say? Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, oh God. He has not heard this story. Here's the deal chat. I woke up. Oh. And my manscaped area wasn't feeling too good, okay? It was hurting in a way that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't particularly fond of. And if you're anything like me and your health teacher uh, in health class in, like, middle school talked to you about testicular torsion, um, you've been terrified of it ever since. Because uh, that's, that's I have been terrified of it ever since. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to urgent care right before work. You know, I'll be a little late. It'll be fine. Everything will be good. Uh, go to the urgent care. First one's a two-hour wait. Obviously not doing that. Drive to a different urgent care. And I get there, and the doctor takes a look. 
Thank God I had used my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 recently, because that would have been very embarrassing otherwise. I will say, I'll say that in a little bit. Um, and sure enough, the, the doctor goes, yep, you should go to the hospital and get an ultrasound because you, you might have, uh, you might have some, some torsion going on. So I go to the ER. I basically, I wasn't on broadcast at all on Tuesday because I spent all day at the hospital, uh, to, to shorten the story. Um, that, that was not what was happening. Everything was okay ish. Um, but I have basically been in cut. It feels like, uh, for the last since Tuesday, so today's Sunday. For the so for the mm-hmm. last like five days, um, I have constantly felt as if I was very recently kicked in my manscaped region, twenty four seven, nonstop. I I don't know if you guys can tell. I was thinking about this as Vera takes another uh, as Vera takes another bite <laughs> of his banana. Um, you know, like our weight screen on broadcast, how it's like you can kind of see us moving to the desk. I wonder if anyone noticed me like shuffling my feet to the desk and like the way I have to get into the chair. I'm like, like the whole way down, like I'm moving like I'm 65 years old um, at all times. Uh, and therefore it has been, um, it was a, it was a really long week, chat. It was a really 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 long week um and uh and they expect the to con- for you what's that was it a hard week for you <laughs> in some it? ways no but in most ways yes Come on, Barry. You can't be doing that to me, man. You know I've got to slam. I I can't not dunk that ball. You know, like I know I threw it up there. You just <laughs> slam dunked it. Oh my god, that was so funny. Oh. Um. So yeah, remembering. it's been, <laughs> it's been a long week, uh, and my weeks will continue to be long. I'm gonna feel like this for like two to four weeks, uh, which is really unlucky for me. Especially because I'm um, I'm going on a 12-hour drive, uh, like this week back to Pittsburgh to see my family for Christmas. So that uh, that that'll be fun. Um, and this is all a true story, but also a desperate plea. First of all, if you guys are ever feeling pain down there, it doesn't make any sense. Go to the doctor because it could be very serious. Um, but also that if that ever happens to you. You really want to have recently used Manscaped because I had a lot of strangers poking and prodding, okay? And thank God they didn't have to go through the weeds. Am I right, Vera? Because the yep. weed whacker, that's yep. that's what they've, you know, I, I, mo- okay, I'm not going there. Um, Chad is actually hilarious right now. Your balls did not this <laughs> They did not. <laughs> Well, maybe it's maybe the only they, uh, ball he can dunk right now. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, man. I can't. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm convinced. Um, you know, I walked out of there, or limped, or dragged my feet out of there. 
with uh, with everything intact. And I'm convinced that if I if I didn't have Manscaped, that I might have been 50% lighter uh, down there. Uh, hey, fellas. Here's the beginning of the ad, by the way. Hey, fellas. <laughs> this episode of The Backlighters, this one in particular... Is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. <laughs> the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert, exclamation point. Use the code BACK for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to talk to that, or time to join them. Why would we talk to them? That uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't it. Yeah, listen, chat. I I am. This is. <laughs> Bear is losing it, dude. This is gonna be a really great episode. I can tell. Just remember the part of the story that you didn't. <laughs> oh, that I didn't tell them. Should I tell them? You think? Yeah, yeah, it was, it's too funny not to, bro. Okay, it's okay. actually... So I end my day on Tuesday by going to the urologist because they determined at the ER that, you know, everything's okay. And I go to the urologist, and first of all, I'm the only person under, like, 70 years old at this urologist's office. Um, and then I finally get in there, and again, he, he's getting a full view thanks to me clearing the way with my lawnmower. And... <laughs> in all its glory and uh and at one point i mean he iron grips me chat i swear this man's hands they were white he was grabbing so hard you know like with the the tension with he was arthur fist you know and he goes and this guy goes to me he goes any discomfort what (laughs) bear is gonna throw up he goes, any discomfort? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little uncomfortable. Um, Spit out the water, dude. I could not swallow. <laughs> oh, I'm actually lightheaded, bro. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, It was an experience. Um, but no, not trolling. All of this happened. It's a true story. And not trolling multiple times during that hellhole of a day was i like thank goodness we have a manscaped sponsorship so that i wasn't embarrassing myself you know i was i was clean and groomed so again make sure that you guys if you're ever in my horrendous position uh that you go ahead and and have cleaned up with manscaped and good news everyone you get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code back at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code back. Happy New Year to your balls. Maybe not mine. Manscaped.com slash back. Weird that they wrote that in there. They didn't. I made that part up. Um, all right. Smite. Smite. Yeah, let's talk about some Smite, shall we? Uh, sure. So it started on Tuesday um, mm-hmm. with, well, the SEC, with the SEC teams. Um, yeah, for some of you guys. Uh, not me. Um, Winter Dogs versus Captain Odie Fan Club. Uh, I don't know how much you watched of these sets, Barra, because they were Group A. Um, uh, I watched them for fun. I, they, well, I watched Winter Dogs, so I think they were scrimming sleekness, so I wanted to see if they were showing anything. Mm. 
Um, but it was kind of I just I was just watching like everyone but Benny Q basically because Benny just plays whatever he wants. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Basically, just see if I can get any information that way. Did they leak anything that way, Barra? Did you? No, they anything? didn't. Unlucky. No, I didn't amazing. learn anything on. Um. Well, Winter Dogs beat Captain Odie Fan Club. You know, just felt like yep. King Diff. I mean, Winter Dogs definitely came it came out and looked really good. Um. So you know, uh, apologies for sure to uh to to that situation for them and for Elysium and for the Valks. But same deal with Elysium. Yep. You know, unlucky, but that's the way it goes. Um, all right, moving on to Wednesday, uh, when mm-hmm. the SPL team started playing, Leviathans and Winter Dogs uh, played Wednesday. Leviathans did what we expected and just yep. kind of owned them. Um, I don't remember any of these sets. I'm realizing now this was all a blur. This was all... when I wasn't there for. The... I was still recovering <clears throat> on Wednesday, so I wasn't there at all. Well, the games were just very one-sided, I'll say. I think Zap was, like, out of position a few times, but I don't think Zap really cared. <laughs> like, I mean, that sounds, that sounds like, bad to say, but it's just, like, it's a disrespectful form of play. Right. Like, for Zap to die in those situations, because it's just, like, they're not actually going to kill me. They're not actually going to, like, gank, you know, it's just all that. Right. Um, Which just, sometimes just happens, like, you're just, like... Eh, what's the worst that can happen? Oh, I got ganked. Oh, I got ganked again. Oh, that's unlucky. You know, like, right? Gosh darn it, we're still gonna win this game. Like, yeah, it just doesn't matter. Was, uh, yeah, basically, because they're gonna keep on owning. Um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. That game, uh, you know, Leviathan's just on a different level right now. I would say. Yep. Um, all right, then it was the Solar Scarabs and the Oni Warriors version one. Uh, the first time they oh. played. Let me get this out of the way now. Um, okay. <clears throat> there's no way for us to for me. I don't know what Barry's takes are going to be, but there's no way for me to not speak about the Oni Warriors in some harsh terms today. Um, yeah, and, I agreed. And that's the way it's going to have to be. Um, I love all those guys. They're, so, they're one of my favorite teams to hang out with and talk with. Um, I think they're all great dudes and great smite players, uh, and they should tune out now <laughs> if they don't want to be upset. I mean, they're obviously some of the best to have ever played smite, but this is not even close to what we expect you know no no not at all um and it started with this set on wednesday you know the warriors go up 2-0 and you know the way scary place for the warriors (laughs) yeah scary place for the warriors apparently um (laughs) which is horrible to think about dude i mean at some point i was talking about this the other casters i think at some point we kind of have to talk about it again this is gonna sound harsh but you know it Mm -hmm. is what it is we kind of have to talk about that that trio core, especially of Vote, Nika, Dardes, as struggling at these events and struggling in big moments yep. because you just can't get reverse swept this many times and have it all be bad luck, right? Like it, <laughs> at some point there has to be some responsibility there, and there always is. Um, mm-hmm. But to be reverse swept this many times uh, is a weakness. It has to be at this point um and I mean, that i just don't see another way that we can put it i feel like you can kind of see it on their faces what are you guys doing stop playing i feel like you can kind of see it on their faces sometimes where like certain some players just show their emotions a bit more and they just look so stressed out yep and not like down but just like you can just tell they're in a very stressful situation yeah and I think once that game three happened in that in the round one of whatever 
the first time they played. Yeah. Um, I think that was just... It, <laughs> I don't know, man. I completely agree with you. It's just... That stigma is just attached to them now. Like, yep. they cannot get rid of that. Yep. And it just sucks because they're so good. They're so good? Like, we, that entire team could win Worlds. Yep. 100%. But that roster was absolutely capable of winning Worlds. And it's nothing against Scarabs. Nope. Absolutely nothing against Scarabs. Because Scarabs are playing the best mind they've played all year. Yep. And Warriors are just... We expect more, basically. Yeah, I mean, when when you've got this roster, you know, there's going to be expectations. Neil's won back to back world championships, um, and you know, Neil's been on the show. He's a great friend of mine, but obviously, Neil did not. I thought Neil had a had a really rough weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Did not play to his level at all. And you know, it, it, the thing that really baffled me, and I guess it's more talking about their more recent set that happened today, and we'll get into that one more specifically in a bit. But mm-hmm. it's not even just like execution and that kind of stuff it's it's they're they're i don't think their drafting was very good i thought their building was awful um i thought the their target selection wasn't good like i didn't i didn't feel like they were just playing like they weren't they weren't even playing well individually with like the things that you can always control and yeah i feel like build mistakes are mental like those are just mental mistakes and not thinking about the game, not thinking about your game plan, not, you know, n- not thinking about the game holistically. And that tells me that they, they weren't, that they were in their own heads, that they were really stressed and they, and they were, you know, second guessing mm-hmm. themselves all the time to the point where they were like building wrong. And I think that, you know, maybe that's like a, maybe that's a, his heart really wasn't in it sort of take, but <laughs> I, I just don't see them build that poorly ever. And I don't know why they would start today. So, I don't know. Um, definitely also, uh, definitely crazy. I mean, I don't know if I should do this, but I'm going to do it. It's just we see like teams like Kings, where they had EU players. Yep. And Or people playing from EU ping, sorry. Yep. Um, and they were performing really well. And I feel like we can't use the excuse that they were oh they were in they were playing from Europe for yep. like ten months or eleven months of the year, because um, we we saw other teams doing that and succeeding. Yep. So, like, yeah, you were playing on high ping all year, but this team did it. So, like, how does that not translate? You've been building synergy. Yeah, your plays might have been slightly different, but you've been building synergy all year. Right. I yeah. I, let me put it this is, way. I don't know if that's scummy for me to no, say. I th- but no, I, I think it's a completely fair take, and and I think that like if they were here all year, would their year have ended the same way? Almost certainly mm-hmm. not. I do think things are different, but it does not. I don't think it's valid to use that as like, oh, you know, it, it's it's it, they weren't incapable of doing more. Um, mm-hmm. because of their situation. Uh, they were certainly capable of, of going to Worlds. They were certainly capable of doing well at Worlds. Um, and while being, you know, playing from over in Europe was a factor, like you said, the Kings have been do- did it too and, uh, and were able to do mm-hmm. it. Um, there you go. Uh, Dardes is in the chat. He says, uh, it, Dardes, you're a masochist for, for listening to us talk about your team today. True, uh, dude. 
Darnet says, it is true, but 110 UK ping is not the same than the 140 to 160 Denmark ping for Fred, and he's also a jungler, which is like the biggest impact mm-hmm. of all this might. 100% true. Um, it is different. I agree with that, take. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that what what we're saying is, uh, is you know, a, a fair a fair analysis uh, by my estimation. Um, but the Scarabs, you know, I was worried about them wanting it too much uh, and, you know, putting themselves in their own head and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was very impressed with their mental toughness, you know, being down 2-0. Uh, they, uh, they played really well. They bounced back. I thought they adjusted really well to what uh, what the Warriors were doing. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and really deserved you know that was uh, that was an earned reverse sweep uh on wednesday for sure yeah was wild. i'll say the first two games i like your take came into my mind i was like man they are actually playing really bad yeah um and then like some switches flipped and their drafting got way better into what warriors were doing yep and then they just carried that style of drafting on i don't know i don't remember what they were drafting honestly in game one and game two um, but I just remember, like, seeing that and thinking that in my mind of, wow, they're, like, actually playing what they should be playing, in my opinion. Um, yeah, game they one, they working. played, like, the Zeus Ganesh uh, stuff. Um, L- Scream was on Erlong. Sot mm. played Thor. Um, and then the next game, they played Neath Mid uh, with Naja and Yamoja and Mulan and Freya. Um and that didn't look great. And then they swapped it up. They went to second pick, it looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Veronica was playing Charybdis. Bobby was on Sylvanas. Scream was on Gilgamesh. You know, like the stuff that they've been kind of playing all year. Um, and Scream, yeah, Scream played Naja a lot this set. Uh, that yeah. character isn't good, by the way. Um, I'm still convinced. It's, it's good for him and the way that they want to play. Because I think... Well, from an outside perspective, it seems like Scream is, like, the biggest calmer slash, like, shot caller. And from playing against him, he'll just, like, ult a front line, and they will just full commit to the front line. Sino. And the Sino style. Yeah, exactly. It was happening in Scrims, and it was also happening in SPL. And he just he's just been playing it really well. And I think when you have that target selection, and when you can blow up a front line like they were, and like they have been, I think it's really good for them. Um... Don't know how many other teams are going to be playing Nasha, but it seems to be working very good for Scream, and I think it was banned from him quite a bit. Yeah, he got a banned like basically all week from him from, yeah. from that point on. Um, dude, that one v three he had game five by the Fire Giant was absolutely insane. Like, absolutely, he just played that. He played a fight so well and and turned the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Bought a million, bought like a ton of time, and I guess Nasha was good there. Uh, credit to him. They uh, they made it look good. It is really hard to hit a nausea if he hits the ring bounce. That yes. man just starts racing around. Yeah, you're slow. He fast. See you later. It is uh, it is definitely yep. tough. Um, all right, then on Thursday, Jade Dragons like absolutely crushed Sleekness. There was one game that Sleekness looked uh, competitive. I think it was game two. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, Oath got off to a really good start. He ended that game six and one. Uh, he had all six of their kills that game, which is pretty funny. Um, mm-hmm. But the other two games were sub-20 minutes. Uh, just not even close looked looked a lot like the jade dragons of like last year um yep just kind of like imposing will on it was just they wanted to be it playing against that mercury is uh quite the treat and yes. it is not fun to play against sam's merc because he's kind of everywhere and nowhere at the same time yep. like pressure wise 
Because like he'll, he'll stay off the map for a very long time, and then you're like, you don't know which lane he's about to gank. And if I get my beads burnt, then I start losing alphas, and I start losing purples, because PK can just force that, and I... Yeah, I... It, it's not fun to play against that. Yeah, that is, uh, that is definitely one of his signature picks. I'm looking at their... Because he got it all three games, and I'm looking yep. at these picks and bans, and I'm seeing that Sleekness banned Kledna all three games. Um, and now I'm checking to see if Sam ended up playing Kledna at all. And I do not believe he did. <laughs> yeah, he did not. Um, so, you know. I mean, they could, it could have just been a strong pick in scrims, and they just think it's an OP, like, quote unquote, like, OP, like, uncountable pick, and they just want to get it out. Or they don't play it, so they just. I think they played it today, actually. Yeah, they played it a lot, I think. I think Kimmy was playing it a lot. Dude Man Bro yeah. said, uh, said he wanted to ban it, and Oath says, uh, that they thought it was OP. Um, yep. So that makes sense. Uh, but unfortunate, you know, that's what good players do to you though. You know, they're like, you got to ban this and then they just own you with something else. And you're like, ah, unlucky. Um, yeah. Good teams will have like two or three team comps or like similar team comps where they can kind of like sub out like one or two picks in each slot. Right. And that's what dragons do. Yep. <laughs> and it's just like, this is so frustrating to play against. Yeah. So I trust think... me. I, I know how you guys felt. I was actually thinking about it. Um, I think that not enough teams are good enough. I think that I should be able to sit down with like, you know, any player on any team and say, what is, what is your team's play style? Like what, mm-hmm. what is your, like, how do you guys think you should be winning games? And I think that I should get coherent, succinct answers back that aren't just like yep. winning. You know what I mean? Like it should be like, you know, for dragons, for example, it should be that you know they like, pre- they clearly are liking pressure mids that have strong team fight presence. They want to win their side lanes and they want to and they want to play through pressure in every lane. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what they want to do. And then yep. every single pick should then match with that identity. Like it shouldn't yep. be. You should be able to look at every single draft a team does and go. This is, you know, this fits their style, and this is exactly what they want to do. And you know, you maybe you should have a comp or two that that can go against the grain and that kind of stuff, some counter picks and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that, like, you know, if for a team like the Valkyries, whenever they were playing up against Sleekness and they were going with these initiator, you know, sing, just support initiating compositions, this Athena comp that they wanted to go in then reset and kind of like cascade through a team fight. They, they should be able to make every pick work with that. And, and yep. it shouldn't be, Oh, we got these picks working with it. And then this one, you know, Oh, but hell is OP or something like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, I think that every single comp should match your team's identity. And I think that's something that league of legends teams are really, really good at. And, you know, maybe it's because they have really big coaching staffs and analysts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that that's kind of like one of the next steps I foresee in mm-hmm. Smite. And teams have gotten way better at it this year, but I think it's like there's so much room to grow in that zone. Um, and it makes you more predictable in picks and bands, but if you're good, like, it won't matter. That's just my Yeah. Opinion. Well, trust me... <laughs> And I can say it is hard to play against dragons when they are playing the full smork duo style. That is 
very suffocating and like i think we finally found like resources that we can use against that style and or like little things we can do and we kind of exploited in our in our set versus them but yeah when a team has an identity like that it's really hard to play against yeah i think that having a team identity is big and also yeah i think it's important I think Valks literally learned how to draft in their last game ever. I know, dude. I know. It I made... was just like, bruh. Yeah, I know. I can't wait to talk about that set, man. I have so many thoughts about that set. Oh, sorry, um, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's I all keep good. It's all, good. Uh, all right, then it was Leviathans and the Scarabs um, on uh, Friday. Um, this it was one. 3-1, I think, right? Yeah, 3-1 Leviathans. Um, you know, Scarabs won game two. Uh, overall, um, I came away from this week thinking about the Scarabs in particular, um, that Scream is definitely in contention for most underrated SPL player of all time. I don't think, you know, I know he gets a lot of credit, but he probably still deserves more. Um, Mm -hmm. absolutely insane player. Uh, and Stewart also like got three times as good as he was whenever he joined the SPL in a very short Mm -hmm. amount of time. And Baronic also obviously improved a lot throughout this year, but I think Stu, like, hard carried a lot of games and a lot of fights uh, mm-hmm. in a way that he was not capable of doing um, when he first joined the league. And it's hard to not be really impressed with uh, with with Stu and with Scream, I think, after, after this week. Yep, completely agree. And I'm also very impressed with Bobby when Bobby's on the picks that I should think he should be playing. <laughs> yep. Uh like Bobby will hit the sickest Sylvanas pools that I have ever seen next to like, like they're like Jeff tier pools. And I'm just like, all right, Bobby, like, all right, that was sick. Like I can respect that. And then he'll play like other picks where you, when my opinion, you shouldn't be playing and his impact and performance is just very low. And I think when Bobby's playing those styles of gods that I like him on and he looks really good. Like, I don't think he's doing his, inting thing anymore where he just like dies around the map like randomly in the early mid game i think he had one weird death after a fire giant i don't remember what set that was yeah he he had a couple weird deaths this weekend still i think but it wasn't it was better still it was better it's you know it's baby steps uh Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean leviathans win games in 24 21 and 23 minutes uh they blow them out in three out of those four games you know, it shows yep. that the Scarabs are definitely a really good team that has a lot of potential, but when we're talking about teams like the Leviathans and the Titans, like, th- I think that there is still uh, an upper echelon there uh, mm-hmm. in the SPL that they uh, they still need to, you know, and, and that's the beautiful thing about Worlds, like, you can, it, that doesn't matter that much, like, obviously it does matter, mm-hmm. but was SK or PK last year in the upper echelon of SPL? No. Like, yep. no, sure. absolutely not. They just were for one weekend and that's all it takes, which is what makes it really exciting. Um, and also why single elim for worlds is way better. Anyways. Uh, oh, I hate single elim for worlds. I no, it's good. Dude. It. It's good. I, it's I good. think it's so stupid. Double it's elim, so stupid. Double elim in big tournaments for MOBAs is dumb. Double Elim in uh, in fighting games, awesome. Double Elim in double Elim. The way we did this tournament 
Totally fine. I think it's cool. That's fine by me. This tournament, like this placement round, double elim, fine. Double elim, Ot Worlds, absolutely stupid. Oh, you're so stupid. What should the what should the winning side team's advantage be, Barra? I don't know. High five. So you don't think there should be any advantage for the team that comes out of winner side? No. Honestly, okay, it might be troll, but maybe you get a one game advantage in finals or something. That's so and... anti hype, dude. That is so anti hype. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to give an advantage to there a MOBA isn't. team. And that's why I hate double I, because I don't think there's a good advantage for winning side teams in a MOBA. In my opinion, every Worlds in Smite should have been double elim, like, since the beginning. Nope. I think double elim at Worlds, literally the biggest, most important tournament of the year with the most viewership, yep. should be the longest tournament in the year. Like, it should be the most hyped tournament. Like, I think six teams at Worlds is kind of lame, because you can watch your favorite team play for one set, and they're out. That That's it. They're should've done. Should have won. Yeah, but not everyone can win. That's my right? point. That's like, why it's good, Barry. No, that's in quarterfinals. No, that's why it's bad. No, that's why it's good. It's it, That's such a bad take. People in chat such saying, let the, let the winning side choose first pick. That, okay, chat, imagine if a team, like, let's say the Bolts... Let's take like this, you know, this uh, quarterfinal that that they're going to end up playing. They play the Leviathans. Imagine they beat the Leviathans. They came in with a hot strat, absolutely crush them, three zero, totally shocked the world. You know, all that kind of stuff. They go through winter side. Bolts are cruising. They are cruising. They're doing well. Leviathans battle back, and then end up facing the Bolts in the finals. And then they ju- then they win. A, a, you know a, in a five game set but hey the bolts got first pick you know like that you know they got to choose first or second pick in game one that would feel so bad you know they'd earn they earned eliminating that team let them eliminate uh, them no, no 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 that no loser record runs are literally the most hype runs in all of esports in literally every esport loser record runs are hype dude sure i'm just saying worlds worlds can be over in like what we could see how many games? What? I'm just trying to like. I mean, there's two quarterfinals, two semifinals, and a final. So it's five sets. Could it could go 25 games total if everything went the distance? But what's the lowest amount of games? Lowest amount of Nine games, games would be six times five, or three times five, so 15. 15 games. That's not that bad actually. But it's just Barra. I I I just think that. From a from a narrative perspective, mm-hmm. loser Wait, bracket runs are cool. They're cool. Okay, okay, thank you. They are. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that in you know what makes them so sick is that they have to climb such a mountain, right? It, it like fighting games <laughs> are the best double elim esport because bracket resets are by far the best way to do it. Resetting a what bracket. What about like Halo? How does Halo? How does Halo do their winner side advantage? Do they? Do they bracket uh, reset? I think you have a one... Wait, no. You have a full best of five that you have to play again because you haven't lost yet. Right, That's a yeah, that's a bracket reset. Like, you, okay, if yeah, you lose sorry. the best of five, you play another best of five. Yep. We can't do that in a MOBA. Can you imagine playing two best of fives back-to-back? Well, don't do a best of five. Just do, like, a best of seven with a one-game advantage. Best of... Dude, we did... One, remember the Smite Masters where we did a best of seven? 
and it went with a one game advantage and it took like eight hours and everyone was so tired and so out of it by the end of it and was it hype i i guess kind of do you remember the two teams that did it i want to say it was like dig and uh rival yeah it was dig rival yeah back yeah it was it was fine but I, I don't like best of seven. It's too it's too much. Like, it's too much. A best of five is fine. And look, I, I understand what everyone's saying. I think that you know, expanding the group stages, explaining the placement round, all that kind of stuff, uh, doing double elim like we've done at this placement round makes tons of sense. I um, also okay. I think it's dumb that SEC and SOC to qualify for Worlds qualities got a double elim, but Worlds is single elim. Well, the, it's placement round is double elim, and then the world championship stage is single elim. No, I think that they had a double elim to enter this tournament. They did. They had a double elim to enter this tournament, and then this tournament was double elim, except for that yeah. first round, um, yep. which, you know, obviously things got a little messed up uh, with us having to play stuff online and that kind of stuff. You know, we, were, we had to make yep. some adjustments, which was unfortunate. But... You know, I just think that when it comes down to the 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 lat, you know, the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals of Worlds, I think that you can totally do double elim to qualify there. That's totally fine by me. But I really like going to quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. It's do or die. You got to make the run, and you just got to win there. And you know, you got to show up on that weekend because think about how awesome these last two worlds have been having PK and SK make these runs. Like do either of those teams win worlds in a double elim? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. Are you a fortune teller? <laughs> no, but I know that the, but watch last year's world finals and tell me that you like PK and another best of five after that. Cause I sure don't. No, I'm not saying they should do another best of five. But starting, I don't, I don't but, think they should ever. All right, listen do, to this, Barra. Uh, hey, everyone, welcome to the Smite World Championships. It's our championship Sunday. We're so excited, and the Atlantis Leviathans are already up one zero because they're coming from winner side. That's Look, lame. What saying, if we only get two games? Well, if it would be a best of seven, then. But no one wants best of seven. It's too much. Okay, there's got to be some advantage that people can figure out. I, I'm i just uh, always look, a fan of double elim. I think double elim is so much better than single elim. And it is double elim for, like, everything besides the last three sets. And I think that that is the best way to do it. Well, this is, like, one of the first times it's been double elim, right? Yes, yeah. And I think that, you know, yeah. obviously there's been a lot of discussion about this format. And, and a lot of it, I think, got screwed up because of the the pandemic situation all that kind of stuff but i think that if we were to have everyone in land on studio on in studio on land uh and do it that way where it's double elim to get to worlds and then at work at you know ideally it would be at an event you know a cop energy center sort of thing and that should all be single elim all of it that because that cause yeah, i would i want the i want the I want the danger. I want the feeling. I want to look in someone's face and know that they know that they might. this might be their last game of the year. As often as possible. You are evil. 
That's what competition's about, Barra. That's what it's about. The the threat of losing is the only thing that makes competition worth doing. Well, yeah, that's why loser bracket runs are high. No, it takes away some of the threat of losing. What? Anyways, you say loser bracket runs are not high. No, I say no. I'm saying they are. I already agree with you that they are. I'm just saying that in the finals, there's no way in a MOBA to make it fair for a double elim world's finals. There's got to be some way. If you tell me, I will forward it up the chain. If you can figure out a good advantage that isn't anti-hype or best of seven uh, or bracket reset. Oh, yeah, okay. I also just like that a team, like say Kings or, I don't know. I just, I'm not, um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how open I can be here. It, I just, I don't know, I just think it's lame that you can just watch your team, your favorite team, play potentially three games and they're out. Like, I just, I just really don't like that part of it. Yep. Hey, man, in the NFL, your team gets can get one game, and they're out. You know, NFL is just one game, that's it. Uh, and that's what makes the Super Bowl runs amazing. And as Gormizer intelligently said in chat, single elim is just all a loser's run. And it's, so it's all hype. <laughs> You know, losers runs are all are, are high. All right, let's talk about the uh, the set that you guys had up against the J Dragons because this one, speaking of hype, was uh, was pretty solid. Um, it was a fun set. It w- definitely was a fun set to watch. Uh, game one, you guys actually end with more kills, uh, but ultimately lose that game. This was the the mannequin hidden blade Neef uh, game from Hurry. How much did did he ever ult you? Oh yeah. With that, how much uh, does he do? I think he ulted me on... Wait. I think he ulted... They were a hard camping Haddocks, I want to say, game one. But then late game, I got, like, ulted every shot. And how much say. does the Hidden Blade proc plus Titan's Bane plus Heartseeker, like, how much was that doing to you? Uh, it's about 1,200 or 1,300. Awesome. I, I think it's fun. Um, yeah. But obviously when not you... fun to play against. Yeah... I mean, they just completely shut down, like, what I wanted to do and what we wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, which was how, like, we had drafted. But we kind of, we were testing the waters game one to see, like, if they were going to draft the same things in, uh, against, uh, Sleekness, uh, than mm-hmm. they would draft against us. So we kind of left everything open, like the Merc, Neath, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they dumpster us with it, and we're like, okay, we have to, like, start dismantling this one piece at a time and kind of see, like, what is actually the win con for them here. I don't know if it was one piece and... at a time, Barry. You banned you, your first set, your first game, you banned Zeus, Erlong, Kamazots, and then game two, you banned three totally different gods, and all three were gods they just played. They had Odin, Yamoja, Merc were their top three picks, uh, and then you guys banned Yamoja, Odin, Neath um, the yep. next game. So you guys just like forced them to switch comps entirely. Yeah, it was it was like we wanted to bail the front line because we thought we could play against into that into that front line, mm-hmm. and they drafted like the front line that we expected them to draft there, and then we thought like our comp would just beat it, um, but we didn't get a big advantage early game, and I think we misplayed the early game a fair bit as well mm-hmm. in that game. And then game two, I think it was just the Merc kept running the game. And we didn't want to ban it second phase. I don't remember what. We had like a big discussion about banning it second phase. 
but we decided against it. And I was still unable to play the game, game two. So just, it's really hard to, like, regain the pressure. Even if the Merkult's down, mm-hmm. I still have to, like, be cautious of ganks a little bit. And it's it's just a really suffocating character to play against with the way that they play. Um, so we just had to start banning it after game two, basically. And the games got so much easier once we started banning it. Yeah, next game you guys ban Zeus, Mercury, Neath. Um, and, uh, and Hurry played Scylla this game. I don't know why people keep picking Scylla. I think this god is poo-poo. Um, but, you know, people keep picking it. Uh, went one and one this weekend, I believe. Um, but... Baronic didn't uh, exactly uh, own the game that they uh, that they mm-hmm. picked, it. at least in hitting players. He owned and securing fire giants, which is a big part of picking this god. So you know he was doing that well. Um, but yeah, I feel like this game three was Jake's best game by a mile. Um, mm-hmm. He played Yamoja. You guys played the Yamoja Medusa duo lane. Uh, Haddix yep. was on Herc. Like this was just kind of a lot of the a lot of the good stuff for you guys that you played basically all week. Yeah, that comp felt very good for us. And then we were finally able to get some momentum back in the, like, the early mid-stages of that game. Mm-hmm. And once we started getting momentum, we felt like we could just win the series outright mm-hmm. if we just kept up playing the way we wanted to play. And, cause, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sucky to like, test the waters. Like, we did game one and game two. But, I mean, against a team like Dragons, you just don't know what they've been practicing for that long. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if they actually showed, like I said, uh, what they played against Sleekness or if they were still hiding things. Right. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's testing the waters was the right idea, but yeah. Um, um, yeah, definitely game three gave us a bit of momentum. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, game four, um, you guys were up really big in this game. Uh, and then it looked like they might come back uh, and mm-hmm. win this one. But you guys uh, hung on in the end. Uh, were you worried at any point during during that game four? No, I was pretty, I was pretty confident we could close it out regardless of what happened. It was just like a feeling in the game that we could just win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then game five, uh, obviously does not go your way. Hurry, uh, mm-hmm. hurry had a big game on the Jean Kui. Mike played really well on Kepri, basically his whole set. Um, I think this mm-hmm. might have been Mike's best set of the year. Um, and and it made a big difference for them for sure. Uh, everyone's talking about the. The lack of Jean Qui ban. Um, any uh, any yeah, I, comments on that? I think leaving the Zong up was completely fine. I think we had so many individual mistakes during that game that it doesn't really matter what we picked and banned, uh, we would have lost. Yeah, fair enough. I think we made too many positioning mistakes, too many misplays around the map to beat a team like Dragons that game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we still took it to like the Fire Giant dance stage but we were out of position a lot during the fire giant fights and we couldn't like get to the positions that we wanted to force the fights at fire mm-hmm. so they kept getting positional advantage and they kept getting poke advantages as well which made the game really difficult to play right um so that means that after friday both the leviathans and the jade dragons had gone to worlds um and they were done mm-hmm. for the weekend uh saturday it was first oni warriors up against the winter dogs this set was not easy for the warriors um you know it was a 35 minute game into a 38 minute game into a 40 minute winter dogs victory and then the warriors kind of stopped messing around in game four and one in 20 minutes but um i was talking to some other people about this do you like 
as a player, if you were prepping to play the Warriors the next day or something like that, like, or mm-hmm. did you did this affect how you thought the next set would go for them? Like, does it matter how they win in a in a set like that? Oh, uh, completely. Yeah. Uh, I will say that as a player, if I was on Warriors, that game, those games are not confidence boosters, which is the mental that we would have needed during that set. Because mm-hmm. I think getting reverse swept, I think it was the day before. Maybe was it two days before or the day before? Two days before. Okay, two days before. Um, uh, you definitely need wait, a mental a cleanser. It was it was Wednesday to Saturday, so it was actually a few days before. Oh wow, okay. Um, you definitely need like a mental booster. I didn't know it was that long, but I would I still agree that I think you just need a mental booster, and that those games are not boosting like. If you're struggling that much against a team you should be dominating, that's not making you feel good. Um, no. Game four probably gives them a bit of a boost, but even still, you I don't know. You just Those games should feel so much cleaner unless you're just like trolling and playing loose. Yeah, agreed. Which for a team like Warriors, they should not be doing no. or during, and, during that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I definitely don't think that was the case. Um, and you know, it. I feel like it would have been really easy for them to get a boost if they had just signed up for mint mobile uh (laughs) hey uh vera did you know that this holiday season the best deal in wireless can only be found at mint mobile you know they would have been feeling really good if they had simply Mm -hmm. realized that by going online uh mint mobile has eliminated the traditional costs of retail and passed significant savings on to them you know that all plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Uh, mm-hmm. They might have realized even that they could have kept their own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and the same phone along with all of their existing contacts. Uh, so maybe that's the boost they should have gone for. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that sounds say, good to you, chat... Oh, Barra, go ahead. I watched... Well, <laughs> Wait, never mind. No, no, please. I, by all means. No, I, can't, I can't. I can't. No, by all means. Go ahead. Well, it might, it might sound like I was driving unsafe. So. Okay. I was listening. I wasn't watching. I was listening to a Chris Palo stream at 1080p on the way home mm. from the gym today. So I was not watching. Right. I, Only at the red lights, you know? Like. Yeah. Not even at the red lights. Oh, okay. Uh, not I even was, there. I'm. Very, very, very safe driver. I was listening to the Halo tournament at top quality with no drops. No so. drops at all. And Vera is there a Mint go. Mobile lover. Uh, he and Destiny mm-hmm. absolutely love Mint Mobile. For a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months for free by going to mintmobile.com slash backliners. That's mintmobile.com slash backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners um all right that's me one of the easiest stocking stuffers by the way yes if you need a last minute gift just do that super easy there it is that's definitely the way to do it um all right then it was sleekness versus the valks uh Mm -hmm. this set was something man um yeah this set (laughs) dude games one and two if you had taken the name plates off games one and two Uh i've been like damn this team that's winning both these games they're playing well they look like a team that has, you know, been playing all year that, you know, is doing uh, some weird stuff with their picks, but overall, mm-hmm. um, just playing really well. I mean, Oath's Alquan game was nuts. That 
Yep. It was so troll. I don't know if you were like listening to the cast, but I, I literally spend. So for a little bit of casting note, my, what I want to do as a chair two, as an analyst is I don't want my play by play person to have to talk at all from a team getting fire giant and they like end the call. I want to talk from the time they back until they're at the Phoenix line. So, because mm-hmm. there's nothing that the chair one can be saying that I should yep. just be setting up how the siege is going to go. You know, what happened in the last fight, all that kind of stuff. So I want to be talking that entire time. I end my <laughs> monologue by saying, you know, normally you'd want your Alquang to just like push down mid Phoenix by themselves, but it's pretty tough to just beat, mm-hmm. uh, to beat a Loki in oh. a 1v1. Like, oh yeah, Loki oh, yeah. shouldn't lose that 1v1. Um, so that should be tough. And I stop talking and Oath insta kills Ice Ice by yeah. himself. And I was like, great. Now I look stupid. Uh, yeah. Thanks, I remember Ice seeing that and I was dumb. like, oh my. I mean, it was. I'm not a jungle player, but I feel like that should not be happening. Oh no, it but definitely was it, should not be happening. Was it EFG or just FG? Mm, the game ended at 28 minutes, so it was just regular FG. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that shouldn't, that shouldn't happen like that. Yeah, it just can't happen. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it do. Uh, Oath was Oath was absolutely popping off, and then games three mm-hmm. and four, the Valks like you know this Valks draft um, in general doesn't look like anything super special um, on its face. You know it's just like an Athena Afro comp. Uh, they've got they've got Gilgamesh as well, so like some good link targets that kind of stuff. But Raph just like hard carries this game, um, mm-hmm. just dashes in. They keep getting multi-man taunted. There's like there's uh, there's a lot of stuff there. Like they just keep getting taunted and taunted and taunted and taunted. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, got a little. They really looked like an SCC team that game. Like mm-hmm. just did not know how to handle the Athena at all. And I'm like, surely they will simply ban Athena. Uh, they don't. Um, they run it back, and I think they actually. This is going to sound more toxic than I mean it to. But I think they may have played worse around the Athena the second time. Um, which is actually, like, just just really confused me. Um, bro, there was one. I know Dude Man Bro's in the chat. Dude Man Bro absolutely went completely insane. Played so well this entire postseason. But when I watched Dude Man Bro, when they were sieging with fire... When I watch Dude Man Bro with no beads sit underneath a tier two when his whole team isn't there and get dash taunted, my brain nearly melted out of my ears. Like, I would lose my mind at, like, someone in my ranked game for letting that happen. Let alone, these are world's qualifiers, Barry. These are supposed (laughs) to be the best teams in the world. And he was there getting dash taunted under a tier two. Like, what is he doing? He could have turned and dashed. Athena dash is not that fast. Raffer's playing from Europe. Like, dash away. Like, he didn't even have blink. I I, I got nothing. I, I can't help <laughs> out my ADC brethren here. I, I really can't. You know, I... I I just do, I don't I I literally Oops. it was so hard to not be toxic like on the cast. 
To be fair, my beads were in 10 seconds. Awesome. Oh, that makes awesome. it even worse. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, awesome. That awesome. didn't awesome. help awesome. your awesome. case. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, baby. That, yeah. Did, that didn't help your case. That did not help your case. <laughs> yeah. That made it worse. That made it so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Go, They're up in no, 10. That... that means we should stand oh. there. That means we should stand right there. In that means we're fully aware of the situation. <laughs> Bro, I was losing it. No. I'm sure, I'm sure, go, what were you, he says, I was baiting, oh, bro. What were no. you baiting, Stop. bro? There was no one there from your team. I, what is going uh, on? Okay, I can't, I can't talk about it. Uh, game five, uh, <laughs> game five, um, Sleekness finally just banned Athena. Uh, I actually think that, um, I actually think mm-hmm. that, the Valks picking Sobek was like really smart because it fills the exact same role as Athena. Um, yeah. And I thought that was really intelligent drafting from them. Ducky was going absolutely hammy salami this game too on the floor. Oh yeah. Yep. This was the best game I've ever seen Ducky play. By far. Okay. Neutral last year. I told Ducky he should only play Thor or like something along those lines because his Thor solo makes so many plays yeah and i feel like i instantly become like a gigantic ducky fan whenever he picks thor like he just makes so many plays. it's like thor and wukong i think yep he just he's just making plays he's making room and i feel like on most other characters he just doesn't have that style for some reason yep like i'm not sure like what happened this year obviously like whatever um but his thor was just disgusting like yeah, that he, was dude, so he was, good. He was going absolutely off. Um, that was mm-hmm. Ducky's best game I've ever seen him play. Seen him play individually, um, and it sucks to to go out on a loss, bro. How about this? The oh, end the of this ending. game, man. My God, whoever. Oh my. Look, I understand the Valkyrie situation. I get it. However, whoever called my entire team was screaming. By the way, whoever called to do Valks. Pyromancer, whoever called to do Pyromancer, yeah, yeah. I should, have, should be I, in, in should, should have to do like community service. Like I'm not going to say go to jail, but I'm going to say yeah. community service. Uh, that call was bad. <laughs> like it was, it was a bad call. I mean, yep. Nehu makes the right call. Uh, you know, he pushes up, you know, dude, man, bro's getting in there. There's no doubt about that. Um, you already know. You already know. Uh, regardless of beads or not, regardless of beads or not, that that clearly does not matter. Uh, that we're not even factoring that in, um, or if the team is there, you know. Uh, but I mean, who do they pick? They like picked someone too at the very the Val- Yeah, they picked OC for free. Yeah, they picked Oath for, for free, free for free. They still had like everything. Oh my! And then that yeah, that Pyromancer call is truly. One of the most egregious I've seen in my time casting. It was really yep. Cool. Um, it was like it was the entertainment value was through the roof. As a professional player watching that, or I guess for you, a caster yeah. watching. I don't know if you're casting that. I was casting that. Oh goodness! I was losing my Wait, mind. Oh, you also casted. The, oh my gosh, bro! Yeah, you and let me tell you. Let me tell a you. A lot by the of way, help after this weekend. Yeah, watching this this set with my balls hurting the whole time. <laughs> 
It was it was an experience for sure. It was an experience. I, uh. Like, can you imagine? Okay, I don't know <laughs> if Sleekness was watching them do pyro, but can you imagine if they were and they're like, <laughs> but the door is wide open to the Titan, by the way. They're only doing pyro. Yeah, like we could just put. You know, they've got a Morgan with Polly. Like they're they're gonna push that. Nehu like Nehu could have gotten that and then gotten to EFG in time to like fight. Yeah. Uh, so yep. it's that's why the pyro call is so bad. But then the call to go for the end is is one that is sleekness in its in its call. You know that is a that is a risky risky play and was as close as humanly possible. Um, yep. as close as humanly I possible. I want to say as well that people that were coming out of base, I want to say they missed like Afrokiss and like maybe like two auto attacks on Nehu. And those <laughs> every single point of damage mattered for sure. Yeah. Okay, I don't know I if Nehu, the return... by the way, I don't know if Nehu did this intentionally, but if so, he's actually the smartest player I've ever seen in my life. Did you notice that the way he positioned his dash was so that his autos would bounce off the back Phoenix wall and return to Titan faster so they didn't have to go the full distance? And that's the only reason he ended. Oh, that's, that's a cute fun fact. He ricocheted them off the wall in order to in order to do it he said that was not mm-hmm. intentional i re- i respect your honesty nehu but we can all pretend that it was and that was like i watched it back yeah. and i was like oh my god that is so smart like that is so smart i want to say he missed an auto attack after the dash i want to say his first auto might have missed i don't know in those situations you really can't judge because well, you, you know can, like and you you should well i will because that's you my job should yeah, I mean, you can, but as a player, I, I don't think, like, I don't know, it's, it's so, I don't know, Think things are happening in ways during those plays that normally would not be happening, so it's fun to, like, really break it down, but as a player, I don't like doing that, because I know what it's like to be in those situations, and how right. most people react in those situations, um, but yeah. Yeah, uh. I agree. I don't know if they even lose if that play doesn't go well because Valkyries had all backed. They none of them had EFG. If the Titan lives on one HP, like they could probably Oath can just walk in with Camazots and kill it. Um, yep. So you know that uh, that that I don't think they would have lost, but a crazy way for that game that set to end. Very very fun um, for that to end. And mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we joke all the time. Um, one of John Finch's favorite bits was that if a team lost the first two games in a best of five and then won the next two, they had better win game five or else all they've done is waste our time. He was really, he was really big on that. And we, we'd say that all the time. And in some ways the Valks just wasted our time there, but that game Mm -hmm. five ending may have made it worth it. Um, That game five ending is definitely going in the history books of just like, question mark question mark exclamation point exclamation point of just like what is happening yeah oh it's working oh they won like it's stuff like that it's just fun to watch very fun very fun ending for sure um all right then uh, on to today solar scarabs and oni warriors was the first set of the day um actually let's talk about your set first because it'll be quick um you guys uh it'll be quick just like the set sorry sleekness fellas um yeah i feel like I don't even have anything else to say about this matchup. Like, you guys just came in, you played better, the end. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, like, basically. Um, 
off of the dragon set i thought cygnus well the dragon set and the way they played in certain moments in the land before this uh i was really like dissecting how they were playing and how they were going to play mm -hmm. and against, against dragons i think they played relatively well as well um they were making picks and everything but i think they did the oxygen supremacy um strat here and uh they just completely messed up their picks and bands in all three games yeah, and i didn't like any of these drafts yeah i don't think it fits their identity nope. as we discussed earlier yep um i think that they just picked a style of team comp that's not theirs and then they tried to play against us who have literally been screaming against those style of team comps for a long time yep <laughs> so if you're not like master of those styles of team comp we're not going to give you room like you're not going to be able to play the game and we wanted to practice the E set today and just like get some reps in on it. Um, we haven't played much of it. I think I think Jake's played like one game of it, and we knew that Quig played it and liked it, so we wanted to see like how it worked for us basically mm -hmm. and did like test the waters during the match. Uh, it seemed to work pretty well. I think we were out of position a bit on it, or like trying to look for plays we shouldn't have been looking for sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but it was nice to get in some reps with the E set support um, in case we pull it out of Worlds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I um, think. Um... I think yeah, I think for, for Jake. I think for Sleekness, they just should have drafted their identity and their style instead of like trying to adapt to like the current meta or whatever. Agreed. Um, yeah, definitely agree with that. All right, Scarabs Warriors. This set was wild. Um, game one. I I I I don't know if the if the Warriors were in their own heads to begin with, um, but like this, they were like barely here for this game. Um, this is the game that I was talking yeah. about where they built really poorly. I mean, they're against Terra Freya. Uh, they have zero anti-heal, literally zero, mm -hmm. no onk, no brawlers, no divine, no pesty. Uh, no idea how what that was their happens. team comp. They had an Odin. Um, it was on her Shing Chen, Odin, Fenrir, Izanami. That team comp's so bad. Yeah. I don't love this team comp. Um, wait, is this just... Is that the game where uh, Satras went, like, five Fizzy items and never done? Yep. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, like, that... It's such... I don't know. that Those team comps can work if the on-her gets, like, super fed or the Izanami gets super fed. But at SPL, where everyone's playing so safe, those situations don't really arise. Yeah. And the Warriors just never wanted to play aggressively ever. So they can't get fed if you're not getting mm -hmm. them fed. Um, yep. And they just never were, for sure. Um... Game two, they win this game. Again, through the first, like, 15 minutes, they did absolutely nothing. But eventually, they turn it around. I thought Neil really hard carried this game on Yamoja. He did he did really well. Dardes had a very good Zeus game. And again, you know, I would look at... I look at what the war... You know, t t talking about our team identity thing, the mm -hmm. Solar Scarabs are a death ball team. They pick death ball cups. Yep. They just want to group up and they want to run at you as five. That's why Sylvanas works for them. That's why Kali works for them. That's why, you know, Sot on these, you know, this Nike and that kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. they want to just group up and run at you. And surprise, surprise, when the Oni Warriors pick stuff like Zeus and Gilgamesh and Yamoja, that dumpster comps that run at you, they they crush them in every single team fight. Mm -hmm. And it was all just because of... of stylization of their comp so i'm like yep. okay great surely they're gonna draft 
more a- like AOE again in game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrong. They draft the Morrigan, and Dardes is sick on the Morrigan. Totally sick. But when you're... You know, they don't ban Zeus. They don't make that adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. And when the enemy team, their top three were Amuz and Cobb, Ardeo, Terra. AMC is never going to be alone in a team fight. He's got to be next to people. Yep. And a Terra comp means they're going to run at you. That's what they're going to do. Yep. And so uh, I see Terra, and then they, and that's where they picked Morgan right after that. I, I, I know Zeus doesn't do super well into Terra or Ardeo, but I, I was just so surprised they didn't just take an AOE mage right there. Like, that's what won them the last game was AOE team fight comp. And then they pick a, a Morrigan composition that it's going to be hard to do something with. Um, and by the way, every fight they won that game through the mid game where Dardas was hard carrying was because he was turning into Jean Cui and AOE maging them. So maybe oh, they should have had the that the whole time. Was that the game where you had the clutch Titan defense and yeah. then the same situation happened like a few minutes later and then you got insta-gift directly? Yes, literally insta-kill. Yeah. Yeah, insta-kill. So I, I didn't watch much of this set. We were listening to it while like warming up and t- talking about our set. Sure. So I didn't actually get to watch, but I heard you yelling, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I heard my teammates lot. yelling a lot about this set. And This just, set was wild. You should definitely go back and watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it back like tomorrow probably for like entertainment factor. It'll be there. <laughs> it'll yeah. Be there for sure. Um, I mean, this... Oh, no. I just remember Dardez's death. Oh, on Disco. I don't remember which game. Was it three or four? Four was when he was playing Disco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that death where he had both relics yeah, behind fire time. Yeah. Oh, man. That one hurt me so much. Absolutely brutal. Oh. I mean, vote like vote played really well. You you have to watch the last EFG, man, because it was the biggest fiesta. Uh, oh, I think I actually did watch that. Yeah, where they stood on Fire Giant Wall for like yeah, five Vote or ten was seconds. just hanging out yeah. on Fire Giant Wall. Like something's burning. Yeah, <laughs> it's my feet. It, yeah, it, it's <laughs> luckily he'd you'd been using Manscaped. Am I right? Yeah, that was that, that was one of the worst Fire Giant dances I have ever watched. No offense to either team, but I think <laughs> but Warriors offense. play. Yeah, I think Warriors played that like just criminally messy. Like yeah. that. Yeah, I really giant. feel like I mean, vote. Vote, they just got so locked in on EFG. Vote was doing so much damage at that point. I wish he would have just gotten off, got undebuffed from it, and just mm-hmm. killed everyone. Because I really think he would have killed everyone. Like, the only people that were healthy were Frontline, and mm-hmm. the Frontline could not kill Vote at that point. He was, like, full build. I think he had a 3k pot. Like, Frontline can't kill you. Um, yep. And Baronic was, like, two autos from death. So... I don't know, man. That was that was really tough. I mean, that that game. I think as soon as they lost that game, I knew the Warriors were were probably toast. And I think they played yeah. much better in game five or game four than I expected. But you know, when you come back from the three Phoenixes down, you know they they almost killed your Titan. Dardes does the defense. You know, everyone's playing really well. They're mm-hmm. you know I thought that they got an EFG that they really didn't play super well, but you know they still got two Phoenixes. I think that just drains so much from you. Like you're really mm-hmm. pulling on the, the reserves in order to get to that point. And then to still lose a 52 yep. minute game. Um, yeah. I, I just did not. I just did not think that 
they were they were going to be able to come back. I completely agree with you, and I base mine completely off of the way I saw them looking in their player cams. Yeah, like, they look depressed, bro. Sometimes you can just tell, and I was like, oh, man, I genuinely feel bad for them right now. Like, yep. I don't know. You could just... I think Nika shows it a lot in his face, like, yep. for what's happening, and that man looks so, like, stressed, sad, angry here and there. Yeah, like I, that's I mean that's tough. I, I think a lot of again, people do it that way. I think Warriors are so much better. Than, I think on paper that's a roster that can potentially win worlds, uh, rather easily in yeah. my opinion. Like if if they're they on, they could be the best that, in the league for sure. Like hundred yeah. percent, they have that and potential. For them to have this kind of season and for them to go out this way is just a really, just sad ending for me yeah. as like a fan of those players. Yep. And I mean, not again, nothing at Scarabs. I think Scarabs are literally playing their best might. Yep. And probably deserve to qualify to Worlds, anyways. Yep. Um, especially scrimming against them. Like, they were probably one of our hardest teams in scrims. Like, I don't know. Warriors, I hope, like, those players are in the league next year. Um, but they just, I don't know. They, their season should have been so much better. Yeah, agreed. It's a very sad ending. Like, Probably on par with the ending for Cherry last year. Yeah. Last oh, that was so sad, dude. Oh. I've never been so sad for someone that's not on my team before. Yeah. That ending was literally heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it really was. Damn, I'm sad just thinking about it now. Right? Oh, like, I, I just hope those players, like, either get on a good team or stay together or whatever. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Enough of my sob story. Agreed. No, and then game four, I thought that they drafted better. I think Disco uh, is a fine pick in that type of slot. Um, I liked Neil mm. going back to the Emojo a lot. It's comps that punish uh, grouping up. I thought that the Scar I did not like the Scarabs draft at all. Um, again, because of Scylla, I think that she bad. Um, but Baronic secured a couple of clutch objectives. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's good for their style of play, but not for most teams. Because yeah. right now they have, um, was it Splice? I mean, I guess like Splice and like PK did that style of just like um, the setup junglers with the secure objective mages. Yep. Like, I think secure objective mages get so much better when like, worlds happen yep. or when like whenever the whenever the game slows down a lot i think secure mages are so much better because it makes Agreed. those like we can do gold fear we can do fire we can do pyro so much easier whereas if you have a, like a 800 damage secure it gets so much scarier yeah, or like even like a 600 700 like like i can crit and i can ruin the secure or right. like i can not crit and ruin the secure like it's all in the air when we're right. doing fires like that but if you have a mage i can secure like 1700 like something crazy you are always feeling confident in the situation. Just like, oh, we can girdle, we can get this before they come in. Like, keep the zone up. Um, right. And, uh, yeah. it. I think for the way they're playing right now, which is very objective-based, I think those. I think Scylla's very good. But I do agree with you. I think Scylla, for most teams and for most situations, is a rather poor-performing god right now. Yeah. Veronic also did 12k damage in a 41-minute game on Scylla. So, and, and Hurry kind of did the same thing. Like, we've just kind of seen... <laughs> You know, you, I just don't like. I think you're basically fighting four v five most of the time. But if you get if you win that fight or you can get positional advantage around fire, it's really good. 
in all other mm-hmm. situations, I think it might just be too bad. Um, yep. But you know, maybe Paul will just pull it out and hit everything and kill everyone by himself, and I'll look dumb, which I'm uh, which I am down for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, turning point. Obviously, the unfortunate situation to Dardes dies with his with his stuff up, got knocked up. Uh, brutal, just <laughs> brutal way to go out for the Warriors. Like I, you know, I tweeted it that. You know, I definitely feel for them. Um, I know uh, I know a lot of them said on Twitter that they're hoping they stay together and that kind of stuff. I hope they do too. I think that this team definitely has potential. Um, and uh, and hopefully the, the situation is better next year where, yep. they, can, where they can shine a little Agreed. bit more. Um, all right, that's placements, which means we only have the Smite World Championship to go. Barry, we're almost yep. done with this season. That's it. Which is crazy to think about. Kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad. But I'm, you know, I get excited for the season to be over because it means a new season and a whole bunch of new stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's the cycle of rebirth. You know, that's yep. uh, that's True. the way it works. That's a good way to put it. That's I like it. that. Um, all right, let's do our random question of the week, which I clearly have not thought of. Uh, I feel like I did this last year, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell me if you remember answering this question. Uh, okay. You know, Probably going on a road trip. Back to back to Pittsburgh to see my family for uh, for the holidays and that kind of stuff. Um, Twelve hour car ride, which is always a good time, um, especially so when it hurts to exist. Uh, what uh, what are your your favorite road trip uh, tips and things you do on uh, on road trips? Honestly, all I do is sleep and play phone games. Um, also, you should be you should have good etiquette as the passenger, mm-hmm. um, and you should keep the driver as entertained as you possibly can. I think mm-hmm. that is very good passenger etiquette. If you get in that seat and you're asleep in ten minutes, I am mad at you because mm-hmm. I have to drive for like hours. Mm-hmm. alone because you are just sleeping over there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you should do whatever you can to entertain the driver and whoever's driving the passengers should be nice and keep them entertained or uh, yeah. go on a podcast because music gets boring yeah music gets too boring a, it's like 30 minutes in you're like okay i'm already bored of music i don't know why i can drive like 45 minutes or an hour and get there and i'll listen to music the whole time but on a long car ride Music gets so boring so fast. Yes. It <laughs> Where gets you're just so like, boring. you need something else. You need more like stimulation. Yep. Agreed. Um, everyone's saying that it is uh, a repeat question. So maybe I'll try and think of another one. But Percy says it took 71 episodes for us to repeat one. Is this episode 71? I was thinking the other day that I don't know which number episode this is. Because we got to get something going for the 100th episode. Brew. No. Oh, dude. We could do the Hot Ones episode. Oh, true. We could do the Hot Ones episode. Just just put me some spicy tofu. I'll be good. All right. Yeah. That would, that would actually be a lot of fun. That would be fun. All right. According to your YouTube, it's episode 71. So there you go. Hmm. Um, I, I know I have missed a few uploads. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have uh, the prediction guys give us a, an official count. Um, but uh, but that, Wait, that should uh, be fun. Hot Ones AMA episode sounds a lot of fun. We just... We take, like, the best, like, 10, 15 questions. Hmm. <laughs> we well, we to the questions? i don't know if we could do it that way i do want to i am excited for another ama episode i'm sure we'll do one during the off season we have to do mm-hmm. the the significant others episode where we aren't on it at all and joe and destiny do one um mm-hmm. 
that that'll be good you know we've got some some off-season ideas and by that i mean those are my two uh so you know so if you have any more off-season ideas chat please let us yeah know. if you have any more off-season ideas please let us know for sure maybe we do a whole no smite only life advice episode um where, oh no and we just give people life advice the whole time because as we know uh we're very qualified yeah i love giving life advice even though i am definitely horrible at it a game design oh. episode aj please yes we, we, every time we've had a designer on they have been some of our most popular episodes for sure so we yeah all the know. designers are very like good for content like yep. they are so good at talking like we we get a designer on here and then we just sit back and yeah both of like, us are just like yeah talk. talk to us about about design and how yeah uh, and all that kind of stuff like they're all so passionate it's just it's so easy it's yep. so easy yep absolutely love it so but we'll definitely do one of those but um all right a different random mm-hmm. question of the week that i can't think of uh on the spot um who cares? We just repeated one. We've done 70-something episodes, chat. Get over it, you know? Yeah. Also, this is a very stressful week for both of us. Yes. Agar in particular. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot going into this week for us. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Deal- get over it, chat. If you don't like it... Get over it, chat. That's on you. And also, have a great Christmas. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's Christmas next Merry week. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, we are going to be taking uh-huh. next week off because I'll be traveling um but i believe uh we will be um doing another episode our next episode would be january 2nd 2022 crazy wait you mean 2020 2000 or two yeah like 2022 yeah no you mean like 2020 like two two thousand wait 2022 Vera. yeah it's a 2020 2022 2020 two because the past two years haven't happened we're still waiting for 2020 to happen right like right yes totally because the last two years have felt like two months for me so yes they have felt like two months and two decades simultaneously um true that is a good way to put it which is great bear's birthday episode that's right that's gonna be uh your birthday is the first right Mm mm-hmm Yep, so it'll be right after your birthday. I'm sure you'll be feeling really good uh, after celebrating. Yeah. You'll definitely be in a great of mood. Of course. Uh, and yeah. Not, and not feeling yeah. uh, any sort of adverse effects from your celebration. Yeah, uh, that might be on the third, you know. We'll, we'll <laughs> let you know. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, all right, we'll not lock in a date, I suppose. We'll, uh, we'll figure out what happens. We, got, we, we can move it around a yeah, little well, bit. Yeah, we know, got some see, room, you know. Well, depending on what happens. We'll you move know. it around. Uh, we'll we, so we will have a pre-Worlds episode, and then after that is the World Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll uh, that'll be crazy. So, uh, so again, everyone have a happy holidays. Um, do, mm-hmm. You know, be safe. Don't. Please be safe. Yeah, Please. do not drink and drive. Call an Uber. It, yep. Huge thing that is. Uh, so I feel. Dope. I feel like with COVID like dying down a little bit, I feel like people are going to go crazy. Ooh. So please, please, please be safe. Guys, yeah, but the thing your house. is, it's actually not really dying down because Omicron is actually owning us super Which hard. sounds like a Transformer name. It does. Omicron. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's totally doing it. Uh, it I made that joke for hard the... owned. So yeah, be safe. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so be very, very, very safe in that regard. I didn't know it was owning us that hard. Oh, I don't really keep re- up Oh, with it. it's real bad. It's like really, oh, really, really bad. Don't leave your house, chat. Stay inside. <laughs> yeah, don't Please. leave your house. Uh, get your booster, all that kind of good stuff. Um, yeah. 
but which know. I will be getting very soon because I don't want to get it before. Actually, maybe I get it afterwards. I don't know. We'll see. There you go. I'm boosted up. I'm I'm all boosted and ready to go. Uh, so looking forward to it. But yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Have a great New Year and Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And we will see you mm-hmm. in 2022. Barra, the last buy of 2021. Don't mess up. Oh, am I good? Yeah.